Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. My name is Stacy Webb. I'm here with you from BackInTime.biz Publishing, um, where we work um, with several different writers and artists to um, compose books and write books on the United States color line. Um, we have been working on a book for some time now um, called The Goins Book. And recently we had an opportunity to go down to Texas, and this is part two uh, of, of a discussion going on between the writers and descendant genealogists and family historians on this the family. Um, we found a, a document with 97 heirs that, that came out, um, was uh, done uh, in 1937. And... Um, I'm also going to talk to you today about um, the William Goins Jr. of Nacogdoches um, lawsuit, also in 1938, and um, I have just now started working on that lawsuit and the heirs that were named in that, but I'm just going to give a quick update because William Goins Jr. will be... Um, in the book, the Goins book, um, from our side of the story, um, my grandfather and uh, Lorraine Brown's grandfather were both named in the estate records after he passed away, though he passed away without a will. Um, a couple of our family members showed up, and um, they did inherit several I think uh, uh, two oxen and a freight wagon and um, some other things for uh, from his estate. And we'll be talking about that a little bit later in the show. Um, I have two guests coming in who are working on the Goins book with me, and that is Marilyn Baguette Kobliaka and Lorraine Lovey Brown. And we're all descendants. Um, Marilyn is from the Red Bones in Louisiana and Lovey and I descend from, mostly from the Texas ones, you know, in recent generations. But where we stopped on the Goins research on the Nancy Johnson Goins um, lawsuit last week was at Frank Goins. And and we're going to talk about Frank Goins, who um, we thought was a descendant of Gibson Goins. 
Um, he showed up in Texas in 1937 from Hennepin, Minnesota, and he he pushed that he was, um, I believe he said he was the son of Benjamin Lewis, and uh, from Pennsylvania. And he was born either in 1853, in about 1853, in Iowa or Illinois. And he's kind of got some conflicting birthplace on several of the different census records, but that was pretty common among our people. Um, As you will find out also in this lawsuit um, and in some of the census records with Stephen Breckenridge Goins, he um he claimed a South Carolina birth continually. That was pretty pretty discernible. But um his children and his wife, um sometimes their names were not exactly right and their birth years would be off and even the sex of the children I believe um were misleading as well on several of the senses, but um, one really must understand that, especially this particular Goins family, I mean, we ran away from the census takers. My grandpa Goins, Collins, William Collins Goins, uh, he was married several times and had many, many children, and uh, he was known to pick up, pack up. If he couldn't sell what he had, he gave it away. And he would tie his clothes off to a log and swim the Sabine River just to avoid being recorded in the census records. And now this is, you know, just known uh, information in my family. But um, they were very wary of any sort of government, um, you know, list. I, I can remember as a girl, you know, hearing my grandparents say, oh, um, we don't want to be on a list anywhere, you know. And so this was, you know, kind of in our families were very mysterious. And so we're having a very difficult time working out the genealogy of these families because we are so interrelated. Um, now, um, last week we worked on, on Nancy Johnson, the 97 heirs that were named in the Liberty County Texas lawsuit, and uh, I have a list of those names. I have not gone through those, and I probably won't because it's it's just a little bit confusing that way. What we have done is we have taken each one of those 97 heirs, and we have backtracked the genealogy on them. Some of them gave affidavits. Some of them, it seemed, didn't require an affidavit. It was like as if they knew that, you know, everybody was common knowledge that they were descendants. But um, we we did also compare Nancy Johnson Goins, her estate records compared to old Thomas Goins' estate records or his I guess it was his will, his last will and testament. And he named off, uh, they named several children, all the children inherited slaves. And we went through sort of a little bit about the slave issue owning thing. Um, Even though we were free people of color, we did own slaves and we did trade slaves. And so it is what it is. and, And there's not a lot I can do to, and I won't apologize because I, I just 
uh, I I can't because we were free people of color as well. Um, so um, in 1826, old Thomas Goins passed away, and he his will his estate was probated in Lafayette Parish, Louisiana. And I've got um, the gals that are on the line, and I'm going to open their mic and let them them introduce themselves. And um, Marilyn? Yes. Hi, I'm honey. Here. How are you? I'm just fine. Okay, good. Good. I'm back. You've got me off, huh? I'm Marilyn Baggett, Toby Walker, and uh, I've spent quite a few years on this uh, tangled up mess of people, but we're just bound and turning, getting untangled. Right. But you have some really exciting new discoveries today. I'm going to introduce Lorraine, and then I'm just going to go over the list of heirs from the 1826 Thomas Estate one more time, and just just lay that out. And and we're going to talk about Stephen Breckenridge, and I'm going to let you talk about him because you have done some extensive research on him over the years. We've all worked on him so hard, but you found some new um, and have some new ideas about Edith, Ida, or Ida, or Adeline, <laughs> maybe Parkins, and and maybe Nancy Johnson is not who we think she is. So you've got a lot of mystery to add here because if Adeline and Nancy were sisters, and we know that Adeline was a Parkins, I mean, I don't think that they would put her married name there and say, not say her married her maiden name on that marriage record from from Abares. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I I really do believe that she was uh, Edith Perkins, and her mother was Mary Perkins. Um, they lived in Louisiana, and um. There were other Mary Parkins that we need to that one's right now. It was the Mary Parkins that had the children that all went by Perkins. And so we don't right. know if she was unmarried or if she had married another Perkins. You know, we don't know how that came about. That, um, right. Uh, you know, right. Her children had the Perkins name. Uh, now, I have a little theory, and it really occurred to me several years ago, but I just dismissed it because everyone pretty much accepts that Stephen Breckenridge was married to Edith Ida Perkins, or Steve, I don't know if he was Steve Breckenridge, we only know him as Steve, Stephen Goins, and it said that his parents was John and Nancy Goins. Well, then, in it? you, you have her listed as Ida, so we then we assume her name is Edith Ida. Then when you get to 1860, this Steve that everyone believes is the same Steve is married to someone named Adeline. Now, several years ago, it occurred to me that maybe Ida was really Ada and, you know, a shortened form of Adeline. Um, sure. I've still not come to a firm conclusion on that. Um <laughs> From one census to the next, they only got older by a year. 
according to the census takers records. Uh, so of course I have I've always questioned that this was two different Steves, and one was married to the Edith Ida, and then one was married to the Adeline. Then when I met up with you, with Stacy, uh, she told me that Adeline's maiden name was Sampson. Um, I've never found any record for that, but I mean, she had her grandmother tell her that, and you know, we always listen to what our grandmas say and go along with what they say because that's the only way we have of knowing those things at a young age. Um, I always noticed that a lot of the children had the same names, but their ages were all flip-flopped around. Uh, some of them looked in the same birth order as they had been in 1850. Uh, some of them that had close dates had a different name. So, you know, people were saying, well, that was their first name one time and maybe the middle name the next time. And our people were good about doing that. They they would sometimes tell the census paper one name and then the next time it would be a different name. But you would eventually find something that would clarify, yes, that that child actually had those two names. But we really haven't been able to do that much with these, with these folks. Uh, one Correct. of the things that I noticed just yesterday, uh, I spent a lot of time on them yesterday, and I had looked at the document that Stacy presented that uh, said that Adeline and Nancy were sisters and that um, the duty girls, Tex, Texana Bell duty, and then her sister, Letha, Texana Bell Perkins and Letha Perkins, they are the children of Ernestine or Anastine going. We've got that pretty firmly committed. That's, that's a good, there's a good record on that. Well, everybody has put Ernestine Anastine as being the heady that is in the 1860 census. And I think she was 22 years old there. Well, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, wait a minute. Texana and Letha were born in the 1850s after Anastine had married uh, Absalom Perkins. So we now know that the Hetty that is on the 1860 census cannot be Anastine because Anastine right. has been in her own home with her husband, and her two children. So now we've got right. a new history as to who is Hetty. <laughs> who is Hetty then? Where, you know, what has happened to Hetty? We, we're going to have to start looking for her and trying to find what happened to Hetty because she's a separate person from Anastine. Oh, Correct. But anyway, that to me was just, I mean, I don't know why it took me this many years to see that. Uh, I assume that the reason they were joined together is is back years ago before the internet, before people had things online to look at, Ancestry.com and that kind of thing, that people had went to courthouses and got census records and then just joined those up. Life has happened many times. Many times in the older research we're finding now that they take two people and join them together because that was just the records they had and that's what fit the closest to being. But um, right. now we've got, you know, ways to look and see more than ever before. Um, it finally dawned on me yesterday, hey, this can't be. Hetty is not Aniston. 
And I looked on Ancestry, and almost every tree on there that has Anastine has Hetty beside her name. It says Anastine Hetty going. Well, that one there, you can clarify now. He is not Hetty. (laughs) So that was my big discussion yesterday. After all these years, I don't know why I had never noticed that before, but that's one reason why we keep going back and looking at these people and looking at these people because sometimes you don't see something until you've looked at it many times and then all of a sudden it you know, it comes together and you see what the differences are. Yeah. So Yes. Well I'm so glad you're you're concentrating your energy on Stephen Breckenridge and Adeline because um, you know, sometimes when we all work together, it's wonderful, and then sometimes we confuse each other. And, of course, I will always be in a supportive mode of get, providing documents if I have them. I do know that Verna Thompson turned up um, a registry from a book that said Adeline Goins was a um, the wife of a military man, or they took it like a census, a special census in Angelina County um, of the men who were, I guess, off fighting at the in, in the Civil War. And it says that she was one of those. And so we might need to pull that back up and take a look at it. I've got the particulars, you know, the page number and all of that, but she has the actual original document, and that might be helpful too. Um, but but we're going back to what um, James Ray Johnson and you had mentioned the last conversation and reminded me of this, that he always thought that there was a Nancy Johnson and John Goins, and there was a Nancy Johnson and Thomas, or, or a Nancy and Thomas. I mean, he didn't, I don't think that he pushed, Forward and so, um, and I agreed with that that I could see that kind of peeping out that that we have these generations screwed up, um, and which wasn't hard to do. <laughs> um, so just gonna have to work through them and and see what we can find out. Um, I'm gonna talk quickly about just give the quick background of Old Thomas Goins will. Um, the last we had figured out, uh, me, you, and Lorraine on part one, was the 1826 Thomas Estate in uh, Lafayette Parish, Louisiana. Was Annie was born in 1802, and she married a white, William, uh, William White, I believe, a Greer and a Campbell, and she was the daughter of Nancy Johnson, Goins, and Thomas, or it could be Nancy we don't know. <laughs> um, I don't have any record, and I looked today, that clearly stated that Nancy was actually a Johnson here. Okay, and so we're reevaluating everything because of the findings about Stephen Breckenridge not probably being the son of Nancy because he is not mentioned in her estate. Um, he is mentioned in Old Thomas's estate, and so um, uh, this is what we're going through. The children listed. Araminta was born in 1805. She married a Buxton, uh, and, and he was also married to Mary Louise Drake, and she was the daughter of Thomas and Nancy Johnson. 
And then we have Stephen B. or Nancy. I I need to stop saying Johnson here right now because it's going to be hard to do because we actually really don't have any. Does what does James Ray? Do you know what James Ray feels about? Was she the Nancy Johnson or was Nancy Johnson the one that was married to John? Because if I look back on my original family records, our records always said John and Nancy Johnson and not Thomas. And so uh, later on we tried to melt the two men together and then we figured out they couldn't be the same. So I don't know how he feels about that because he's he's done so many years of research on her and this couple that, you know, he's a Johnson, and I didn't know. Do you know how he felt about whether Nancy, this Nancy that married old Thomas was a Johnson, or if Nancy uh, was a Johnson? He said there was two Nancy Johnson. One was I married see. to John, and one was married to the Thomas. That they were two different people. I see. Now, okay, I'm so not he sure how he came to that conclusion. I just took him in his Sorry. word because he's such a good researcher. <laughs> and yes, uh, I know that he he traveled all over Louisiana and Texas looking at records in person uh, because he started right. this years before he, you know, before we had the internet. He started this years ago. And every time right. I ever bought to him, to him, he would say, that's two different couples, that's two different Nancys. Yeah, well, I think he is correct. And um, but he um, and and then so we get to Stephen would have been the third child born in, but now he was born, we estimate, 1796. And he is yeah. not, he is mentioned in Old Thomas's estate, but he is not mentioned in Nancy Johnson's estate. So therefore, we don't believe that he is the son of Nancy Johnson or his heirs, except for these two daughters, uh, Texanabel and Letha Ann, said that they were the daughters of Adeline. And so that was the only way that anyone related to him was able to inherit from her estate. So we don't believe he was the son of Tom or of Nancy, this Nancy anyway. But we have a we have the Bear records that said he was the son of John and Nancy. And so, and that does say Johnson. The Steve that of South Carolina. Edith, the Steve that married Edith, the marriage record on the uh, outside folder of the marriage record, it looks like it says John. And then yeah. uh, in the Bear book, it says uh, John and Nancy Johnson. Correct. Okay, and then we have the fourth child is Sarah that's named in his estate. Um, Sarah Sally that was born in 1800, and she married Isaiah Field. And um, we know quite a bit about them because they settled in Liberty, and she was the daughter of Thomas and Nancy because the Pipkins are also mentioned in Nancy's part of the estate. And then we have Thomas. Excuse me. And I'm not sure what his birth date is, Marilyn. Do you know? I didn't get that. I mean, I have an estimated birth date here, um, and I will give it to you of 1820, which probably is okay. Is right. 1820 is what I have for him, and 
I believe that he is the one that married Becky and is living right next door on Barrier yeah. Creek, my part of the country. Yeah. So that's why I'm starting to think that the Steve that married Edith and the Steve with the Adeline is most likely the same person. And then Thomas is his brother. Right. Now, he also had a child named Thomas, but that child was not born until 1830. So I figure he named him after his brother, which was very common. They usually named their children after a close relative. Uh, A lot of times the the father, the mother, the brothers, the sisters, they would usually, and they would sometimes even take turns between the wife's family and the husband's family. So um, I believe the Thomas that was born in 1820, that lived in Bearhead and then 10 years later lived in Rapid, uh Parish, Louisiana. He was married to a girl named Becky or Rebecca. And also, a little tidbit I want to tell you on this is, is that uh, I've been looking at other people's trees, because sometimes you'll find somebody that's actually got some documentation, and then you, you know, you'll know that they know what they're talking about. But uh, some of the people on there has her as a Collins, and they have William Collins as her son, the William that was born in 1850, and in 1860 he shows to be 10 years old, and they just have him listed as William. But I've sent some queries out to some of these people, and I'm asking them, how do you have Collins as her maiden name? I'd like to know where they got that from. Now, one man I'm in contact Mm -hmm. with right now, uh, in fact, he contacted me back today and said he's going to share his tree with me because he's got some DNA matches that says Stephen Breckenridge DNA match. And I I sent him a note and I said, we have been trying to find someone to do DNA that we could trace back to Stephen Breckenridge. And so, right. So anyway, he's going to share that with me, and I he's one of the ones that has um, Rebecca as Collins, and he's got something about DNA beside her name. So I sent him a query, and I said, please tell me how you got Collins as her maiden name, because if we can find that out, this may solve the problem of not knowing who William Collins' father and mother are. William Collins. Hi, William. We know William Collins. Okay, this is in in your family and Lorraine's, isn't it? Um, No, I come from William Collins, and she comes from Simon. And so, um, hold on. But but now, William Collins Goins was the son of William Goins and Delia Nash. And so, um, the, and Delia was the daughter of Benjamin, see? And yeah. so, um, you know, we're pretty sure, confident. But I always wondered where did the Collins name come from? You know, why was my grandfather named William Collins? Because I don't see a Collins anywhere around. But I have um, turned Miss Lovey on, I believe. Lovey, are you on? Miss Loving, 
I may turn the wrong one on. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hear you, dear. Hello. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can. Thank you. We sound like we're doing a commercial. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, quickly. Miss um, Lovey comes from William Simon, and then I come from William Collins. But then William Goins, and um, this was the the record that we were looking for last week. With that, I couldn't turn up at the moment. But then, of course, as soon as we got off, I found it, and I was like, "Oh, there it is." Um, <laughs> but this was a um, this was in 1890. Um, and on the Nancy Johnson Goins estate, um, that the state of Texas know all men by these presents, County of Trinity, we the heirs of Tom Goins, Hadley Goins, and the and we the heirs of William Goins, to wit, Collins Goins, Breckenridge Goins, Lawrence Goins. Mitchell Goins, Fulton Goins, James Goins, and Richard Goins have made this, you know, and they assigned an attorney, John J. John G. Gates, to the um, to to their portion of of the league and labor um, of, of their grandmother, and so obviously Tom Goins, Hadley Goins. And William Goins were her sons. And then William Goins was dead by 1890, and we know that's true. Um, And so his boys that were surviving boys um, were named uh, Collins, Breckenridge, Lawrence, Mitchell, Fulton, James, and Richard. And now I do want to add, while we're talking about these guys, about Collins and Breckenridge and Lawrence and Mitchell and Fulton and James and Richard, um, almost all of these brothers, with the exception of my grandfather, Colin Goins, um, did go and apply um, to the the Choctaw Nation, and were accepted in the Choctaw Nation, and therefore they were, you know, counted among those. They 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 self migrated back to Oklahoma, and uh, they did, um, you know, um, become tribal members there. And um, James Goins left his family in Louisiana, which I was sorry, I'm sorry to admit, but he did. And um, he he went back, he went to Oklahoma, and what my great aunt says is, is they didn't go to Oklahoma, they went back to Oklahoma. And so I have to figure that part out, too, because she, she you know, would know best. But um, that was the document that we were looking for the other day, was who were named in that 1890 um, petition to... Um, you know, inherit from Nancy Johnson or Nancy Goins' estate, and um, but now these these questions that have come up with Maryland's new research on Adeline and 
Ada and Ida and Stephen Breckenridge because none of Stephen Breckenridge's children are listed or his heirs. None of his children or grandchildren or heirs are listed in Nancy Gowen's League and Labor there at Liberty. We just can't find them. In the 97 heirs that came about in 1937, we absolutely, or 1938, whenever it was, we were totally unable to find any. Is that correct, girls? Have you guys found any of them yet? No, I haven't. No. No, I haven't. Uh, the only right. thing that we found is that page that you that you showed us where it said that Adeline and Nancy were sisters and then it named off Anastine's two girls. But Yeah. That's well it doesn't mention Anastine here though. I must add that. This affidavit does not mention an Anastine or Ernestine or anything. This document says that Adeline was the sister of Nancy Goins, who had land in Liberty, Texas, and that she only had two daughters that were eligible to inherit from her estate because she was the sister of Nancy. And it says Tex Annabelle and Letha Ann. It does not mention Ernestine or Anastine, and it just goes on. It says that these are the daughters of Adeline Goins. And that, would be, that would be granddaughters, though, because Anastine is their mother. It does not say granddaughter. It does not say granddaughter, and it does not mention Ernestine or Anastine at all. Not at all. Yeah. And well, so Anastine died in 1861, is what I have for her death. That her girls were still young because they were born in like 1854 and 1856. And then they are not in the home with Absalom and his next wife on the next census. Well, uh, yeah. And so I believe, I I do believe that they might have been the daughters of Adeline and maybe her daughter raised them. You know, I don't know. Um, But I just know that. In this document, it does not say anything about Ernestine or Anastine whatsoever. And I can read it off, you know, to everybody here really quickly so we have it for the record. But it says, um, the state of Texas, County of Liberty, before me, a notary public in and for Liberty County, Texas, on this day personally appeared, Harvey Duty. W.W. Duty and Annie Stein Singleton, Ruby McLean, and Lily Bell Thorson, each being by, by me duly sworn upon oath, deposes and says each for themselves that Adeline Gowens was the sister of Nancy Gowen, and by device inherit from the said Nancy Gowen one fourth interest in the Nancy Gowen survey. Hardin and Liberty County, Texas, and that Texana Bell Duty and Letha Ann Palmer were the daughters of Adeline Gowen. Harvey Duty, W.W. Duty are the sons of Texana Bell, and Annie Stein Singleton is the daughter of Texana Bell Duty, and Annie Gresham Jones was the daughter of Texana Bell Duty, and Ruby McLean and Lily Bell Thorson are the daughters of Annie Gresham Jones. 
And then it says on the second page, um, no, that's just a repeat. I apologize. I must have scanned it twice. Um, yeah. Good. You can is. send me one it. page, Stacy. <laughs> I don't okay, have a page well, I, of that. I, I will. I will post it to your, to our private message or whatever um, as a JPG, um, okay. and, and get it to you. And then we do have a picture of um, Texanabel and her children, um, which she was married to a Perkins. Isn't that correct? Uh, oh, no, she was Anastain, married to the duty. Anastine was married to the Absalom Perkins, and then the two daughters, Texanabel and Letha, is supposed to be Anastine's and the Absalom Perkins. I, <laughs> I know, now, but I, I don't know what to So I, I don't looking, know what to do. At uh, uh, Lisa Ann Palmer's death certificate, and it says "don't know" and "don't know" on on the uh, no right name or any of that. It okay, does not well, show. It, it doesn't show on her death certificate who her parents were. Right. Well, she might have been an orphan too. See, and and her sister might have raised her. I. Um, or let me look up that. Um, let me look up the duty because I I might have some more on the duties. Um, no, I've just got this um, same same death certificate. Texanabel duty. Um, she was the widow of William duty, and it says. Made her. It says her her father's name is Absalom Perkins, and her okay. mother was Anastine Goner. Yeah, well, that's going to be the informant, and the informant was L. L. Singleton. But you know what? I don't always trust these things because I'll tell you why. The other death certificate says we don't know, and we don't know. And this daughter could have just put that, or someone would have just put that like on Simon's material. It says in some of the things that he was an orphan, and in some things it says he was the son. I think the death certificate said he was the son of Hadley, and we know that's not true. So, you see, you get on down and in a generation or so, and maybe Absalom and Anastine raised that child, and they just thought that was their mother and father. You know, I I just don't know, uh, because I don't see why these duties would say this on the death certificate, but not mention Ernestine or Anastine in the affidavit. It's very, it's another twist in this friggin' Cohen story. I love my Cohen's family, and y'all were talking about um, how many times that you were related. But you guys got to remember, if you come from the Sweat family, like I do several ways, or if you come from the Williams, or if you come from the Powells or the Perkins, 
they're only one they're all identical matches to one another, and so they come from the same man that now per, on the Perkins they were only one genetic distance, and so what that means is like you're a Perkins like four or five ways, Marilyn, so really yeah. you're going you're going in a Perkins ten or twelve ways probably <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call interbred, right? (laughs) Well, absolutely, because we have just, I mean, this is the way it is for tribal people, you guys. I mean, we just can't get past it, and so we just got to get over it. But, you know, DNA is proving us a lot of things. So we need to look into Adeline and Nancy. I believe that we're going to find that Nancy Johnson that was married to John Goins was actually the daughter of Gibson Johnson and not Nancy Johnson that was married to Thomas because I think it's an older generation, which is the way we had it. In my old books, when I look at my genealogy from way back in the day when I was first taking it, it said that we we were from John and Nancy Johnson. And then later on, it kind of got, whenever I met up with the Red Bones, you know, and we, we were trying to figure it all out, you know, I changed some of that, you know, believing just like now, um, Steve, I always thought that we came through Stephen Breckenridge, but I don't know that either anymore. I just don't know. <laughs> And so it, it's well, painful. It's all people, people used to take those records and join them together and make them one person and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one mm-hmm. thing in my family when I, when I started uh, is uh, Aaron Goins, the son of William Moses. They had him with four wives. Well, naturally enough, I put all these documents on and showed he had four wives. Well, then I met Matt Bowen, who is a, um, a great-grandson of uh, the youngest son of William Moses, uh, Joshua William Roberts. And he looked at me and he said, you got that wrong right there. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, he didn't have four wives. He only had two. He said, I can show you where they're buried. And I said, well, wow. what part of these records he's got? And he said, no, that's a totally different Aaron Goins. He said, that's the Aaron going uh-huh. down by the FBS that married the Prather girl. He said, that is not the same Aaron. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like I said, these two people went from courthouse to courthouse. If they found the same name and maybe even a close to it birthday, then they automatically thought it was the same person. Exactly. And I think that that's what right. happened a lot. Because we've got so many Williams. We've got so many Thomases. Mm. We've got these Steves, and a lot of these folks are actually more than one person, but they've been stuck together. <laughs> um, right. And it, anyway, and it's definitely going to, to look more into the um, to the the girls that we've always thought was Perkins. Um, I mean, I don't know why right. that her certificate would say that. If it wasn't, you know, if that wasn't her parents, um, I don't well, know who the yeah, but I, yeah, but I don't trust those because they're given by a third party. 
later on after somebody's dead and and we've got the sister that says we don't know we don't know and we've got yeah. birth, we've got I've got and death certificates all over the place that say this, that, and the other, and it's like, wow, that's just absolutely not true. I know for a fact that's not true because it is a third party usually, and and people didn't talk about things like they do now. You know, we they just, you know, that's who raised me. That's just like Hadley and Simon. You know, Simon's kids listed on his death certificate that Hadley was his father, but we know that's not true. So what you've got is a third party. They they just said, oh, his father was Hadley because they didn't know who his father was, and and but Hadley raised him, and they felt like, oh, well, that was his father, you know. And so yeah. because there absolutely is no, and we can look at birth dates and stuff like that for Texana Bell was born when, hold on, let me look. Um, one of them was 1854, and I think the other one was 1856, I believe. Well, was not looking at a born. 1854, November 6, 1854 is her date of birth, uh, Texana Bell Duty. And so, um, you know, if William Duty was any, if he was still alive, he would be so proud of us because he poured over this duty. He he poured over this stuff for years and years and years, and just absolutely could not figure it out. To his most biggest frustration, bless his heart. Um, I'm sure they're up there getting a good old laugh on us now. You know, we really fooled them, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> quickly, I'm going to. Um, Miss Lovey, introduce yourself and then quickly, and then please tell us more about Simon because we are, Simon was named in William Goins of Nacogdoches Estate Records um, along with Hadley, and we know Hadley was the son of Nancy Johnson, but um, Simon, your grandfather, who, whose descendants matched my grandfather exactly 100% Why male, raw, straight DNA. And so um, tell us quickly about that, and you had a few little announcements that you wanted to, um, to make on, on Simon. Uh, well, I'm Lorraine Brown, and I'm from Texas, and I uh, am a genealogy fanatic. And that's part of my problem. I never get out of the house because I'm always looking for dead people. But I sure hope we find this out because it's driving us all crazy. And uh, William Simon Goins was my grandfather. He was my mother's father. And he was raised by Hadley Goins, who was his uncle. He always called him his dad. So we thought he was his father. But then on the... um, on the death certificate or whatever it was, I found that he was his uncle. And so we're trying to find out for sure with documentation who maybe his father was. And it's apparent that he was one year old in uh, Trinity County living with Had Goins and Mary, so he could not possibly have been... Uh, running around in Liberty County, you know, shooting people like the story goes. But that's going to be in the book, so y'all can read about that later. But um, he was, 
Grandpa was very, very uh, secretive. He he didn't talk about himself much. I was surprised he even said that. And um, as a matter of fact, on his death certificate, apparently his wife, his uh, third wife, I believe, at least I found he's been married twice before, put on there that he was born in 1871, which would be virtually impossible. And on the Trinity census, it shows he was one year old in 1880. So that is the one we're going with because um, he just could not have been born in 1871 and, and the, the way things fell according to the dates of the births of the children and everything. And uh, I was but very you surprised. Found you found also a document. That you found also a document recently in your in your collection that said that William Simon was the son of William and Delia. Is that correct? Um, I believe that's what it said. Um, I have lost a lot of my information due to being moved around and uh, I have lost a lot of it and I'm hoping to maybe recoup some more of it but I do believe that's what it said that he was the son of uh, Delilah but um, Hadley um, Hadley is my nemesis (laughs) I'm sorry go ahead that makes sense to me that William because um, we we also need to mention that Champ Dale uh, who was uh, for sure half brother to um um, my grand grandmother and her half sister, which, like I said, William Collins was married several times and had children with several women, and um, I would not doubt that um, William Simon was the son of Deliah, a brother, you, um, because Deliah died, you know, um, there in I believe in Angelina County. Um, I, I can't remember what, let me see when she died. Maybe Marilyn knows. But she's mentioned on that last census with those boys. Um, and William Simon was obviously, what year was Simon born? Uh, he had been born in 1879 or possibly 1878, but I believe it would have been 1879. Depends on how the census fell. Yeah, and I don't think that Adeline, let me see when Adeline, because I'm sure I've got when she passed away. In 1856, she was uh, enumerated as civil in the Civil War as uh, Adeline Gann. And it says that she was head of household of a man in service. And so, um, but I think that last census was when, when she was named with all the boys and... Let's see. I can't remember now. <laughs> 1860, I guess. Alexandria, Louisiana. That was in the one in Polk County when she's got all the kids, all those boys. Um, okay, I have an 1880 census for Delilah. 1880. And what year was William Simon born? 18 what? 
1879. Yeah, I bet you she died having him or right around the time because it was shortly after. Uh, I wonder. He never knew his parents. He, He never knew his mother or his father. That's why he called Hadley his dad because he raised him from birth, I guess. Okay, in Polk County, Delilah has Breckenridge, Mitchell, Fulton, James, Richard, Bray, and then there's a one-year-old Dallas and a 22-year-old Mary uh, in the household. And they all got it as Dan's, but we know it's going. I wonder if that Mary is his mother. I've wondered that too. I had a I had an idea, but I'm I don't want to mess our minds up any more than it already is. But I was thinking I was thinking today. Um, you know, Hadley was 43, I believe, in 1880, and his wife Mary was 23, and William Simon was one year old. And I was wondering if it was possible that Hadley may have been Mary's husband's brother. And then when her husband's brother died, then Hadley married her to take care of her and the child. That that could have happened. Absolutely. And then next door to them is Ada Turner, right? Or Taylor. No, next door to them is William and Mary and Ch- Champ Dale. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's my grandfather. And so that Champ Dale's son, we don't know who he is. I mean, we do know who he is, but his mother, it says she was Mary. But see, Anthony said that was her half-brother, and, and Mary was, Unless he was married to two Marys, I just don't know who he would be. (laughs) Well, on that, isn't it on the 1880 census? I don't have it right here. Um, Wasn't it where they listed William, and he was 20-something, and then his wife Mary was 20-something? And didn't it say Mary O? I was wondering if that O was Mary O'Reilly Goins. There was yes. a Mary O'Reilly, uh-uh. and then there was a Mary O'Dolan. But I believe uh, I believe it was Mary O'Reilly. Right. Right. Okay, well, good. Well, we're still working on William Simon, and we're working on Simon, who showed up in 1856 with Hadley when um, William Goins Jr. passed away. Um, in his estate records, so we're currently working on that, and we are working on the rest of the 97 heirs, but we pretty much got a handle on them. We stopped at Frank Goins, who um, came in and said he was, he said he was, I believe he said, what did he say? Let me he see was a brother-in-law, right? right? Didn't it say he was, was a brother-in-law? Oh, oh, that was Samuel. No, that was Samuel said he was the brother. I, I can't remember what oh, Frank okay. said, but I've got his. Let me look real quick. Um, 
he was a kind of mysterious person a little bit. He he moved out to California, but he looks like all the going. It says um, Frank L. Goen of Hennepin County, state of Minnesota, um, and it just says, it, he doesn't say who he is. It just says, therefore, said subdivision being known as and called Liberty Bell. And it just says that he has a right to those to that tract of land, uh, state of Washington. Okay, and this is your thing. Do you watch Frank L? Yeah, Frank L. L. Okay. And he's a little bit mysterious, too, because he hired an attorney in Spokane, Washington. In Spokane County, state of Washington. She represents that he lived in Hennepin County, state of Minnesota. And then he's saying that he has a right, or he's claiming a lot of 44 acres. And so I, I just, I don't know what the heck the deal is with him, but he ends up out in California. And we got a picture of him, and his actually his mother or someone was with him out there in California too, and it, so he just was like a he's like all the rest of these goings. I mean, he just went everywhere, and it's so hard to track these people because they were so nomadic. I mean, I know that sounds romantic and all. But it's the truth. And I've got Frank L. Goins here. Um, he was born in, it says he, he says he was, he was born in Iowa or Illinois, one or the other. It's, there's conflicting on several different records. And then it says that he's the son of Benjamin Lewis, who was born in Pennsylvania, and um, Mary Wagoner. And he married Julia A., which I don't know who she is. And then he got an aunt, Mahala Gowen, living in his household, born in 1810 in Vermont. And says her mother or her father was born in England and her mother was born in New York which is just absolutely poppycock. I mean there's no way. I just I, I can't figure it out. And um, now the only interesting thing about Julia, his wife, was that she was born in Missouri. And see, that might be a clue for us because it says he was born in Iowa or Illinois. Um, several of these Franks ran away from slavery, and that is true. We are finding that out more and more every day, that there were a lot of our going family that were married in, you know, I mean, that were direct line descendants of the same men as us 
that ran away and because they were maybe darker, you know, or afraid of being, you know, and so they gave conflicting information, just like Marilyn was saying earlier about Stephen uh, Breckenridge and Adeline giving these weird, wacky records on their kids' age and blah, 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 and her name was once Ida and maybe Ada and Adeline, and so my dad swears that all of his life he knew that our family swapped names, they swapped kids. Daddy says it was not unusual, and I know from the way my dad was raised, that, um, no, the kids just went and lived with another family sometimes, and or somebody died, of course, and we had the Civil War was so hard on everybody's family. Um, so, you know, this stuff gets so screwy, and then add on top of it our situation with intermarriage and naming each other for the same people, like Marilyn says, over and over again. And so we just get these. When we may just have to present it this way in the book is all I can say. But... Um, uh, John M., we talked about him just a little bit. Now, John came in, and he said, or, or C.J. Goins, was, which was Jesse Cletty Goins, who married Lovina Goins, who was the daughter of Samuel. John M. and Samuel were brothers of Thomas, old Thomas. And now he was born in Columbus, North Carolina. He died in Sullivan Smith, Mississippi. Um, he was the son of John, it says. And it says his mother was Nancy. <laughs> and he married Mariah Jane Peacock. And says he was born in Silver. Silver Sylvania, Smith County, Missouri, or he died there, excuse me, that John died in Missouri, which I can believe that, too, because it says John was born in 1780, North Carolina, and that he died in Smith County, Missouri. And we know that John, who married a Nancy, came to Louisiana very, very early, but then he shows up also in what was originally Louisiana Territory, but later became Missouri Territory, and then later on, sometimes it was even Arkansas, you know. Um, but all of that was Louisiana Territory all the way up to the Canadian border. And so um, that's a little bit confusing, but we've got him and 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 all out of this lawsuit. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about... Uh, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but I did want to talk about William Goins Jr. of Nacogdoches' estate. And I know you girls have been working so hard on on figuring out the 97 heirs of Nancy Johnson, and it's been so wonderful to work on that. Um, but there was another lawsuit that Gary Gabehart turned up uh, several years ago out of Nacogdoches, that named over a hundred heirs. Uh, oh, I, I no. haven't counted them all. 
crazy. A hundred and beyond I what we already have, or are they included in the hundred? Yes, beyond what we already have. And so while you girls were working on the Nancy Johnson stuff, I had delved into the William Goins and Nakadochis lawsuit, and it was in um, 1938. So it was the next next year after that Nancy Johnson one. And um, I did find out some information about the Starr family, and the Starr family, we've always known that they were related to us. They came, some representatives from the Starr family came uh, to the Redbone Heritage Foundation, and they were members every year that we had a membership roster going, and, and they said that they were related to us, but I never could figure out uh, exactly how they were related to us, and I still don't know because... I get to a certain generation, you know, that's mentioned in this lawsuit, but I still don't know how they go back and they're related to William Goins and then to us. But I'm sure we can find out. I, I know you're not going to be excited about working on all of this. <laughs> but um, they're all named, all of the William Goinses are named in there and, uh, than all of these offshoots from each one. And so um, James H. Starr was born in, and I mean, this was a late, late, um, he went forward late, but he was born in uh, 20 October 1896 in Palestine, Anderson, Texas. And he died in 1960 in Ventura County, um he was the son of George Washington, born in 1867, and he died uh, in Georgia, and he married Mary H. Chafin, and she was born in California, go figure, and then, let's see, he also married a Ruby Hazel McNone and in Ventura, California, and so he also went he had a son named Frank Oliver, and so this might be the same Frank over there. I just don't know, you know, because they ended up in California, and so I, um, but he had a son, Frank, and he had a son, James, and a son, Thomas, and then, um, or it was, this wouldn't be the same Frank. That was Frank Goins. This is Frank Starr. And so, I'm sorry. And then, let's see, his father was George Washington Starr, born in 1867 in Texas. I don't know where he died. He married a Perry, or his father was Perry Starr, born in 1839 in Illinois. And his mother was Martha Angeline Rolb, R-O-L-B, and he married Mary Hannah Chaffin, Chaffin, like I said above, and um, they had the child Amory Star. Anyway, they they he John he was the son of John Star, born in 1797 Rowan County, North Carolina, and he married Susan Parker. And then they have Charles, Jasper, and Perry. And uh, so that's some people that showed up 
in the William Goins Jr. And then there was a ragu, R-A-G-U-E-T, a Henry, and he was enumerated black. And he was born in um, Nacogdoches. And he married Lula Bailey. And so that's another one. And and anything else out on him. And then Iron, I-R-I-O-N. And that family, you know, there were several of them mentioned in that lawsuit, probably about nine or ten. And so this just keeps going on and on and on. But I'm not going to work too, too hard. Um, I'm just going to do my best on William Goins, Jr. of Nacogdoches, until we can really get finished with Nancy Johnson's estate. But I did want to bring that up this evening. And I did also on the... Uh, on on Osceola deal in um, Sumter uh, at Port Moultrie, excuse me, at uh, Sullivan Island, um, they had done an archaeological dig on Osceola, and I got the report, and um, there was a letter written by a a Powell uh, or a, excuse me, a Gibbs that said that Osceola's father was also was they came from the same or they came from the same ancestor. And so um I've been working on that, trying to get the original document. Uh and then there was another there was a paper newspaper man in um Sumter, and I can't think of his name, or in Charleston, excuse me, who he was kind of a famous uh, um, newspaper owner. He was kind of flamboyant a little bit, and he wrote, or he wrote some articles in his newspaper on Osceola and the fact that a Powell man had come, an elder, um, a Powell had come forward back in, way back in the day, and said that you know, Osceola was, they come from the same thought, same, or the same family, and that, you know, claimed that Osceola, there was two uh, family members in about a 70-year period difference that claimed that Osceola was actually buried in uh, Privateer Township, uh, Sumter County, South Carolina, which is where the red bones come from. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's like our, one of our biggest documented places that we lived and, and that we migrated from. And so it made sense, and uh, I think they dismissed the claims. But, however, um, in actuality, um, the, we may want to look at those. And so... I've been working on getting those and, um, you know, trying to get the original documents, you know, or the re- original source documents. So. But anybody else have anything? Do we want to talk about Robert or Samuel? Uh, you guys sat on who they were. Um, I have one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um 
on this um, Ada Perkins. I have her death certificate, and it said that her father was had goings, and um, it says she was. Where was she born? Oh my God, I'm getting old. I can't hardly read this. It says she was born Ada. in 1870. Ada. Her married name was Perkins. Her her given name was Ada. Her uh, maiden name was Guns, and she I don't know who Lee Perkins was, but he's the one that signed the death certificate. But it says she died in 1948, and it says she was born in 1870. So I wonder where she was when Hadley was in Trinity County in 18 in 1880. She would have only been 10 years old. And this is the first mention of her I've seen. Is it you, Stacy? I I haven't. I've never heard of her. Yeah. This is the first. I mean, knew he had a daughter named Ada. Uh, I'm lying. I knew he had a daughter named Maureen or Maurice. Yeah, and I think the one that married in Montana. Yes. Yeah, but this one this one just cropped up just came up out of the blue and it jumped in my face so I said uh oh he's over there doing it again <laughs> and the information does it say I'm sorry your phone um, made a noise I'm sorry usually on there it says who was the person that gave the information on the death certificate? Yeah, um, that must have been the Lee Perkins because he's the one that signed it. And And where uh, did she die? Wakefield, Texas, Polk County. And says she'd lived there for uh, 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, it says here she was a widow, so her husband was dead. Lee Perkins must have been a son or something, because it says her husband was dead. I'm sorry. Her husband was. No. Does it say who her husband was? Does Mm. did you say? Does it say who her husband was? Is that what you ask? No, it doesn't. It just it says she was a widow, and and that. She had lived in Wakefield and for 50 years, but the Lee would have to be probably her son, don't you think? This is I something else so. I got to start digging on. Are you catching that, Marilyn? Uh, yes, and I, right now I'm looking at an Ada Perkins that was born in 1870, and in 1820 she lived in Polk, Texas, and her husband's name was Joe. And, uh, where did you find that, Marilyn? I'm on uh, FamilySearch.org right now. Okay, Family Search. Okay. Yeah, and I'm. Uh, that's a free site, so you can go on that one. Uh, yeah. Lowering. Oh, but anyway, I'm waiting for the record to come up so I can look at it and see. 
Maybe it'll tell who her mother was, because this this says no record of who her mother was. That's ridiculous. Unless she died when when uh, Ada was a very young child. Well, you know, there was people that would sit and talk to their kids about their family, and then there was people that never said anything unless somebody asked. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I, I mean, you know, I would not have known the little bit that I know if I hadn't have been a child that was already interested in asking the questions at a young age. Because no, I don't remember anybody in my family sitting around and talking about any of this. Oh, they didn't but do even it. Even they were asked, then they would tell you. Oh, and I think that that was a pretty common occurrence in almost all of our families. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it just wasn't common common conversation. And um, you know, a lot of times too, whenever we would ask, they would just say, Well, you know, you don't want to go over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't you don't wanna bring that um, up. You might learn something you don't wanna know. I was told that right. too. And now, <laughs> Both of you girls, both of you ladies are goings on both sides of your family, correct? Right. <laughs> right. Okay, well, now, uh, I don't have any more goings on my baggage side. My daddy married the goings. I don't know of any other goings on my dad's side. Um, we do probably have some uh, connections, though, because I know some of my daddy's people married into my mama's uh, mother's family. Because, like, uh, my great-grandmother, uh, Frances Elizabeth Dow, uh, one of her sons married my grandpa's twin brother, my grandpa Baggett, his twin brother's daughter. So, I mean, they were still mixing it all up, you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to this uh, Joe and uh, uh, Ada, they had children in... On this census was Clarence, Josie, Claude. Um, like yeah, Rudy. I know that family. Okay, you no, know I family? know Claude's family. They're related to us. I, I know them. Hold on, let me look them up. Oh, okay. Good. This, this Ada, if she was had a daughter, if this is the right uh, person that I'm looking at here. Oh, that might be how they're kin. <laughs> because they're, Does it mention a Lee? Um, no, I'm just seeing Clarence, Josie, Claude, and Ruby. That, I mean, Lee could have been a grandson. Too, you know, or maybe maybe Lee wasn't born quite yet, because this is 1820. Mm-hmm. Now, I would probably send to her some more since you brought her up, and I found... I know... Okay, Claude Perkins married, well, I thought Claude Perkins was the son of unknown Perkins and unknown Perkins. (laughs) (laughs) So you may have just, okay, and they had Claude, Merle, S. Easton, and Jesse. Are those names on there? 
Or maybe it's a different program. Okay, let's see. I just named off Quan and it, well, it said Josie. Not Jesse, it said Josie. And okay. then a Ruby. Hmm. Okay, now let me tell you how these people relate back to me. And I mean, these are people that my family talked about, okay? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's why I don't know nothing about them. They just gave me information on them. Now, Pearly, supposedly, Claude married Pearly Linton. And Pearly Linton was the daughter of J.W. Linton and Ellen G. Going. Oh, my goodness. And L.G. was the daughter of William Collins and Amanda. William Collins, your grandfather? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Ada was Hab's daughter, and then Ada's son, Claude, married a cousin. Yeah, he married Pearlie Linton. His mother was the going. Okay, Marilyn, what year is that census you're looking at? That was 1920. 1920, Lordy mercy. They still got us mixed up okay. 1920, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Now, Ellen, Ellen Linton, Ellen Goins Linton, is buried at the Nash Cemetery in North Zulch. She died in 1913. And then she was the daughter of William Collins and 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 my grandmother, Amanda, or Mandy Sanford. She was born in 1884, but I think she was a little bit older than than the Linton that she married. But those people are all around my family. I just, um, I didn't know any other connection. You know, I just have them listed under my grandfather and, and her kids and stuff. Um, but Ellen, I think we have some pictures of Ellen. Yeah, they had Ellen married J.W. Ludd Linton. And he's buried at Ryan's Chapel Cemetery in Angelina County, Texas. And he died in 1937. He may have been married more than once, too, because she didn't. She died in 1913, and you know it wasn't like them to stay single too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that says on here that that she's buried in Wheeler Cemetery in Wakefield, Texas. Okay, wait now. Okay, so uh, Pearlie Linton married Claude Perkins, and then you're saying Claude Perkins was the son of, say that again, Marilyn? He what now? On the next Ada and Joe has a son named Claude. That's right. Be the same one, but it could be somebody else. But they got a a Jesse and not a, jo- a Jesse and not a Josie. But that's all I know, and you know that's just word of mouth from my family. And obviously, they didn't know a lot about them, but they just knew that you know they were my grandpa's daughter, kids, and grandkids. Okay. 
so. But Ellen Ellen G is is the oldest daughter of Amanda and um William Collins. She was born in eighteen eighty four and then she was older than my great grandmother, Missouri. Mm, okay. You know, she was the first born. But um did I did remember I know they had some grandkids named Marlene and um they're still those girls are still alive and they do know a little bit about their family. I just have never gotten together with them since I was a girl, you know. Um Aline and Marlene. Aline and Marlene was their name and they they know those girls know a little bit about their family. I, I will have to see if I can't hunt down a phone number for for one of them and from my family and see if we can't trace it back to that Ada Perkins, see and or Ada Going Perkins. You know, oh, that would be awesome, right? Yeah, that would be great. I, yeah, well, see, a lot of this here's, information. Here's a clone that's married to Pearlie. Is that, is that the yeah, one you're that's, looking for? Yeah. Okay. And then they had a Doris and a... Oh, and hey, right next door is a Linton. Oh, that's no, he's him. in the home with them. It's his father-in-law, and he's widowed. Well, we may be yeah, on to something to the Well, Rainway can check something out about this Ada then. Oh. But, yeah, I'm like you. Where was she at when she was only 10 years old? But, you know, people really did form their kids out back then. Um, yeah. A yeah. lot of times they yeah, would they send did. one over to live with another relative or even with a neighbor because that yeah. child could right. help mother when the mother had babies um, you know she helped work out in the field she could do housework things of that sort um, uh, it, it was a lot different then about how children uh, worked you know uh, they weren't coddled the way we coddle ours now those kids got out and worked and that's one reason they matured a lot faster than what our children do now and they were getting married at 15 and and you know, like that, because they were more mature yeah. because they had been brought up to get out and work in the fields and, you know, do the different right. things now. that they, These kids now, if you looked at them and said that, they'd flip you off, <laughs> most likely, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll be glad if you look into Ada. Um Sometimes I have to take a break from some of the stuff that I work on all the time and just go do something a little bit different and uh, then go back later. I mean, that's just like I said about the Hetty goings. All these years I've connected Hetty and Anastine, and it took me all these years, and I looked at it this time, and it was like, hey, that can't be, you know, because Anastine was born and didn't go. So. Yeah, happens. certainly happens. But well, this is good stuff, girls. And and um, and has anybody got anything else to throw in, or any questions, or? Are you kidding? 
Any questions? Mm-hmm. You you got all the answers. Right. I'll ask a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know I do. You know I'm just keeping from you, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a wicked, wicked daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I go to bed at night thinking about these crazy people and I get up and I want it to be perfect. I want it to be as close to accurate and documented as we can be because like Marilyn brought up today about um, Ancestry.com and all of these crazy genealogies that just do not make any sense and they don't have any documentation to back it up and it's it's we've got to get this in, in, in as clear a format as we can and document these people the best way we can. It doesn't matter if we make mistakes. Um, we can always go back and correct those, you know, in another volume or something and and so um but as close as we can to as accurate of you know, uh, the records that we have available to us, uh it certainly is uh, confusing mess and and people have further confused it and so we really need to straighten out the record and I'm happy that we're doing that to the best of our abilities because it's easy just to copy what somebody else thought or might have and we're not doing that we're going to the sources and so um, but the Gowans book has been delayed again which it has been delayed numerous times it is going to be in two volumes, volume one, volume two, um, because we are waiting. We are waiting DNA results from the Gibson Goins line, and so that's going to be terribly exciting. That um, we'll know one way or the other. So. Yeah, I, my I got mine sent off uh, yesterday. Awesome. So. If I find out that I'm not, I'm not that kin to you, I'm going to cry because I love you. Why? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're related. You know, we know we and you are. That's not a problem. <laughs> but I'll be. But this will be your mother line, and so your mother was a Goins, right? Right. That'll right. She was Goins. Exciting, like Marilyn's is so exciting. I can't wait to you to find out yours because your mother was a Goins, and uh, that would just be that'll just be fabulous information. And same like Marilyn's information is so exciting. The mtDNA is a whole nother radio show, and we can do that sometime. But um, we have found some astonishing things through the female lines. We um it it's sad but um you know we we figured out how to do male y dna first and then you know the mt dna because it transcends all surnames is a is a little bit tricky to understand and so um i think a lot of people don't get that part and so i i know it's hard to understand but it's mother to mother to mother to child mother to child mother to child and so um it's not like a direct y line like what we've been working with with the goins and the parkins and the sweats <laughs> and the fowl <laughs> and the warwick <laughs> and the going y-n-g-s um which was 
and the way Moses learned. So, but, Marilyn, do you have any any other remarks, or would you like to um, uh, have a break and work on some of this stuff, and then come back and discuss some more findings? Or well, uh, I do want to say earlier you mentioned that uh, Frank Goins' uh, aunt was from like New York. Did you say New York? Yes. Yes. Oh, that um, last. I put Max DNA results into um it was a site that you've got that you that you've got some DNA information on and you had given yeah. me your password so I could go on and I put in Max um you know, his numbers and uh one of the hits for uh, and that would be Y DNA since it was from Max that goes back to William Moses, back to James and then to our William, uh, and and it was from up in that area. And I was very surprised because I had never thought that any of my goings was up in that part of the state. But um, it was up in the New York area. So uh, yeah. that might be a clue uh, towards this Mahala, this aunt. Yes, Aunt Mahala. It says it's Mahala, M-A-H-A-L-A-L-A, going, G-O-I-N-G-S, was born June 18-10 in Vermont. And it says her father was born in England and her mother was born in New York. But now Mahala, Aunt Mahala Goings could be, uh, 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 um, an in-law, see, be because if she could have been an in-law, do you see, yeah. Mahala going to be her married name, and so yeah. that could be his uncle's wife, you know, as yeah. well. Right. Uh, uh, Stacy. Yes. Stacey, y'all, y'all were talking earlier about uh, the Atkins, or was it Pipkins that y'all were talking about? Pipkins? Hmm, okay. Uh-huh. I was thinking it was Atkins because I was going to tell you that Serena Valentine's widow married Atkins, but I I need to check on the Pipkins thing. Yeah, the Pipkin was the daughter of Selena. Going, and yeah. uh, she's buried there at the field cemetery with with all the rest of them, and um, so she is mentioned in Nancy Johnson's and or Nancy Goins. I'm going to stop calling her a Johnson because I, I don't know that anymore. I know that the woman that married John was a, a Nancy Johnson because. That's in the A Bear records, and that's the only record we got with her maiden name. But now that we're talking about Adeline was the sister of Nancy, who married old Thomas. I don't, I, I don't know. We they could have been a Perkins, they could have been a Goins. I, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure. Could have been a Johnson, both of them. Um, if James Ray thinks that both of them were Johnsons, then that's probably what they were. Mm-hmm. Well, he's pretty firmly adamant about that. 
that there were seats at the yeah, table, John Nancy Johnson going, and Thomas and Nancy Johnson going. Okay. Um, now, I'm going back to the pigeon, if it's Thomas, okay. The Thomas is the one that his Nancy got the big, big bunch of land over there. Yeah. In Texas. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about the Pipkins? Yeah. What was it y'all were looking for about them? She was. Her name was was Annie. Yeah. Well, Annie she. Pipkin. Yeah. Her father married Selena, and he was Laird Pipkin, Pipkins, and she got married. Annie Pipkins married four times, so she's Boy. got a. A lot of names. I don't know about children yet, but she's got. Um, she was married to John Eisler, C. Rye, uh, Richard Hart, and Dan Poole. Hopefully, not all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first person? What was the first husband, John, who? Um, Eisler, I-S-L-E-R. Okay. All right, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot on her, but I know that the the pools and the rise both made um, claim on Nancy's estate. And then, like I say, John Goins, this John M. Goin that we have, the free person of color papers from North Carolina. Remember that, that Cindy Goins turned up on the William Goins Jr. of Nacogdoches. She turned, turned up free papers for John M. Goin, born 1811 in Fair Bluff, Columbus, North Carolina, died 1864 in Solomon Smith, Mississippi. And then um, he was the son of John B. Maybe these are the free papers. Um, born in North Carolina, died in Smith County, Missouri. And then he's the one that married the Mariah Jane Peacock. And um, we know the Peacock family did marry into a lot of our people earlier, you know, back in the Carolinas. And then they had children, Wayne, Catherine, Mary, Albert, Jesse, Cletty, Lafayette, Wilson, Cornelia, Ida. And then they have another Jesse who was also born in 1860, the same as Ida. And so I don't know if they were twins or why they would name another child Jesse. But anyway, um, and then he was married to another unknown wife and had the son, John M. So I don't, um, but supposedly, (coughs) excuse me, supposedly he was the brother of old Thomas, and so was Frank. No, not Frank, sorry. Um, John and Samuel supposedly were the brothers of Old Thomas. Okay, so this is what I've got for for brothers of 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 Old Thomas. We got a Robert H. Samuel 
John M. and William Jr. And this is the Brothers of Thomas. Yeah. And whose whose children were these? These well, I you know, we don't know. We always thought that our great father, you know, the great father was Stephen, uh, was a Stephen on but that turned out to be Marilyn Goings, G O I N G S. But William Senior in Illinois is the most likely candidate, the one that got his ears cut off. He had mm-hmm. a bunch of sons there, and he was the brother of Pleasant, um, Pleasant Goins, and um, they all came out of Tennessee, see, and they came into Illinois and uh, Ohio, or I mean Illinois and Missouri Territory, and then they came into Arkansas and down into Texas pretty much with Chief Bowles people. And so uh, I don't, you know, and the Williams, see, also came out of there as well. And the, we know that that Powell uh, turned over land to William Goins, Jr. William Goins, Jr. of Nacogdoches claimed land from the Powells in Illinois. Um, And so, see, there's that situation of Osceola had uh, several, several wives, and he had a whole bunch of kids, and, and they all disappeared in the Ozarks. And then they start showing up at perfect Y DNA matches, in, in with Chief Bowles people and back into Texas, Louisiana, and so. Uh, but then you have the Williams group that came out of Georgia, and they show up early in Louisiana. And there was a uh, Walter William Walter who was called Choctaw Bill, and then there was a Simon and a John Williams, and they came from the William. Barry and that Martha Gibbs, that was their parents. And now that Martha Gibbs was married to a Sweat first. And so the Sweat DNA matching the Williams and matching the Goins and matching the Powells and matching, you know, the Warwicks, see, it's, it's just so confusing, girls. I, I just don't know if we will actually ever... Even if we worked out, even if we had 100% worked out on our goings lines over here in East Texas and Louisiana, not the G-O-I-N-G-S, but the G-O-Y-E-N-S is what I've been going by, just so I can separate them. But um, we still have to figure in the fact, this is a fact, that Sweat, William. Warwick, Powell, and one genetic distance from the Perkins all come from the same man, the same progenitor. So when we get to these generations like we're working on right now, we have got to figure out a way to make these people come together 
where did this happen? How did this happen? Now, on the on the Warwick woman, there was a Warwick, a woman that came out of the Lumbee tribe, and she ended up in Arkansas. And I'm almost positive that that she probably had children with someone other than a Warwick, and then the Warwick, they used her name. I can kind of figure where that happened. But Sweat and Goins and Perkins go back all the way to the early 1600s, back up there in, you know, in in the, excuse me, in um, Sesquita, you know, with with this situation with Margaret Cornish, you know, and I know everybody's claimed them, but when we come back and we match all of these same people that were involved in that Margaret Cornish deal, the going and the sweat and the Perkins was right there, it's been years then I, I, I just don't know. And and I just don't. We have to figure out a way to incorporate what we have found and compile that with all of these other families. I mean, there was an old Thomas Williams who showed up in Texas with William Goins Jr. of Nacogdoches, and and his Y DNA matched ours exactly. And so. Uh, then there's Leonardo, and there's all of these free people of color, too, there in Nacogdoches who were our matches. And so I I don't really know how to figure it out except that we had some females that were ha- that had children with men. We just don't know where. We just don't know where. And and that's something it's, it's very, very convoluted and confused and I, I I hate to be the always hammering this into everybody, you know, on our little group we've got over there. I'm always like, I hate to remind everybody, but <laughs> Perkins <laughs> old Jock Perkins is only one genetic distance from all of these families. And therefore we know that that Somewhere back there in the early 1600s, there was two men who were from the same man, either a nephew and an uncle that had all of these children. We know we know for a fact that these were not our surnames. Okay, we're our, now unlike Maryland's G-O-I-N-G-S, they absolutely come from an Irish indentured servant, um, we may have stole our, the, your name, Marilyn. You know, well, you know, I thought um, I, I had thought this myself. I thought, you know, as much as those people had to keep going, they may have adopted that name because they they said, "Hey, we're going," you know, to wherever. <laughs> and then they decided, "Wow, yeah. that's a good name," you know, <laughs> because my, you know, some of us, you know, like like. My goings and your goings, we know we're kin because of them coming yeah. and visiting parents and them being cousins and and all of that. I mean, they were closely related because, you know, we got that picture of my mother 
with the with the going woman that is like a cousin or something that we supposedly don't match in DNA. So I right. thought that myself, oh, hey, maybe they met up with old William going, the indentured servant, and said, hey, this is a good name to use because we're constantly having to go, <laughs> you know. That's it's just, you, know, you, have have to laugh. you have to find a way to laugh about this sometimes. Oh, That's just to right. kind of, you know, give your brain a break, you know. Right, right, exactly. Because, like I say, we 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 are touching on all of this big mess in in um, East Texas and Louisiana, and trying to decipher these families and get the the genealogy as close as we can to being, you know, perfection. Because, but the real the real uh, bigger picture of this is is that all of these men were from the same forefather, and all of these men were of North African, Egyptian, Haplo group. And so we know specifically that nobody from North Africa with an Egyptian Haplo is going to have the name Perkins or Goins or Warwick or Powell. And so all of these names are adopted, and uh, Williams and so forth and so on. And like you said, we could have been just going somewhere. <laughs> Because well, you know, I just read something uh, just here in the last few days, in the last couple of days, because I've really been uh, doing a lot of research the last couple of days. And one of the things I read were that the Indian uh, people, they didn't have last names, but then the government required for them to get a last name. So really, these last names are pretty recent. Um, you know, recent history. Oh, so that's, you know, and that that really stuck out to me oh, because I thought, you know, that's true. They didn't have last name. But that's yet right. when our government right. come along and said, hey, you got to sign up on these papers here, you need a, you've got to have a last name. You've got to have a surname. Absolutely. All right, girls, we're getting down to our last few minutes. And um, any last thoughts, Lorraine? Um, no, I, I'm i just sitting here. I, I was watching, looking for Ada Perkins. <laughs> I, I'm okay. so addicted to it. See, I can't get away from it. <laughs> That's right. Marilyn? Uh, everything's fine with me. I'm going to continue on uh, the path that I've been doing. I've Still trying to find more on my Jane, uh, so that I can add more of his background into the chapter. Um, I'm just still standing on trying to research more on him right now, but I get sidetracked off on these other people because I keep thinking maybe I will find a clue <laughs> whenever I'm looking at him. Maybe I'll see something because it's just like the heady thing. All these years, it never occurred to me. But if you keep going back and looking, a lot of times something will just jump out at you that you've never seen before. So I'm still digging. The only last thought that I have is that when I talk about Choctaw Bill Williams and uh, Oscar and John that come out of Georgia, um, you know, when I see this, uh, these guys with these similar names 
is showing up in Louisiana very early. Um, I'm wondering if they couldn't have changed their names and and become Goins later because um, we match their DNA and and like I say that that was the only thing that's standing out to me right now on this was on the Williams family was that Choctaw John or Choctaw whatever Bill and um, well my grandson. William Simon, he did say that his daddy had changed their name. So I don't know what it was before, but that's what he said. Are you another thing we, we need to try to look into? Uh, too is that Agnes Goins that was in Georgia that had the inherited blindness being passed through her family because I keep remembering that, that uh, William and Delilah had the blind children. And uh, right. I'm thinking that that is possibly a pretty good link there. Uh, because as far as I know, the people in, in my part of the goings, I don't know of any blindness. Um, right. I mean, maybe blindness from age, but not blindness from birth. No, I don't think I I do either. Well, we do in our line for sure. And even um, Talmadge, uh, you know, I mean, he's gotten, of course, he's older now, but he did tell me that he has always been, uh, had very poor eyesight. And uh, we know that that Walden, uh, Reverend Walden, that Margot Williams uh, wrote about recently uh, from North Carolina. He came out of Moore County, which is where um, uh, Cynthia Gowen says that you know some of these people came out of. Uh, and there is that Walden Gowen Cemetery with all those weird symbols. But uh, Pony Hill wrote in and told me that. They discovered that those have been applied later, and so uh, I'm not sure what was exactly going on there. But they, he was blind as well, and his mother was a going. And so that there, you can follow that. And wasn't that the Levi line, Marilyn? Um. Okay. Now, who 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 are you talking about right now? That comes from the Levi line. Levi. That that Agnes didn't she have a son or wasn't she the daughter of a Levi? Okay, I'm not quite sure because I haven't really found that much on her yet. I haven't really concentrated on her. That's something I think of and keep thinking I'm going to get to that, and I will eventually. But uh, but she's staying in the back of my mind um, because of of William and Lila's children. They had, what, three or four sons that were blind? And then, you know, yeah. I think William I think William Mitchell might have had a son that was blind. Elisha. Elisha had three brothers, too, that were blind. Right. Yes. Elisha. Oh, he was I'm born in Pulse It pretty much comes really strong through that. That line of the family right there, so that's why I'm thinking that the Agnes back there that uh, the gentleman told me about last year, I'm I'm thinking that there's possibly a connection there. Absolutely. Listen, I love you girls. They're going to cut us off, 
and I got to play a little music here at the end. And we'll do this again in the next week or two or ten days and, um, you know, keep each other updated on what we're doing. Thank you so much for coming in and, and calling in this evening, and, and we'll we'll get it worked out the best we can. I certainly okay. hope so, and thank you, Stacy. I've yes, enjoyed honey. it. Love you. Yes, I do too. Love you, girls. Good night. Love, Love you. you. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.